This Family Life News Podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Next on the 5 O'Clock Report. Down this road lies madness. Americans are ticked off. We cannot accept anything else. We want to get our money's worth. It's hard to believe. The state shouldn't be paying for kids that don't exist. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon. Welcome to the broadcast. Donald Trump weighing in today on a landmark Supreme Court case that could decide his eligibility for the 2024 presidential election. Well, I'm a believer in our country and I'm a believer in the Supreme Court. Uh, I listened today and I thought our arguments were very, very strong. Can you take the person that's leading everywhere and say, hey, we're not going to let you run? You know, I think that's pretty tough to do, but uh, I'm leaving it up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court today heard oral arguments in a case out of Colorado to have Trump removed from the ballot on insurrection grounds. Here's legal analyst Jan Crawford. You cannot overstate the importance of this case. If he loses this case, his presidential campaign, his political career, it's over. But the justices seemed skeptical of the Colorado case. Chief Justice John Roberts says if the plaintiffs are successful. It'll come down to just a handful of states that are going to decide the presidential election. That's a pretty daunting consequence. Jonathan Turley at George Washington University expects a quick verdict from the court in favor of the former president. Most of us anticipate that the court will look at this rather dimly, that down this road lies madness. If you allow states to do this, a single state Mm -hmm. under our electoral college system could effectively bar a candidate. A decision from the high court expected before the March 5th Super Tuesday contest. Special counsel today issued his report on President Biden's handling of classified documents during his time as vice president. The special counsel found no criminal charges warranted. Five Marines have been found dead in the mountains near San Diego where their helicopter crashed this week. They were in a chopper that went down in stormy weather. There will be questions raised about why this particular training mission occurred due to the severity of the weather at that time 20-30 mile an hour gusting winds snow, rain uh, in the area in which the helicopter was flying. Military affairs analyst Jeff McCausland says the wreckage was found in dense terrain 12 hours after the chopper went missing on a flight from Nevada to Southern California. A plan to impeach the head of Homeland Security failed this week, but Secretary Mayorkas is not out of the woods yet. Texas Congressman Mike McCausland says another vote is coming. We're going to wait for Steve Squeeze to come back. You know, he's got blood cancer, but have him come back and cast the deciding vote. McCall admits this week's defeat is not going to stop the impeachment process. I would say, you know what? It was miscalculated. Uh, It's embarrassing, but we're going to get it done. Four Republicans broke ranks with their party, causing that impeachment effort to fail. The U.S. Senate will try again to break the logjam on a foreign aid package for Israel and Ukraine. Tensions are high on both sides of the political aisle. Americans are ticked off that this is not resolved and they expect us to get things done. So why don't we do that? My Republican colleagues changed their minds. Turns out they want all talk 
and no action. The legislation broke down late Wednesday when the border security component of the bill failed. Critics contend the measure in the Senate would have done very little to stem the tide of illegal immigration. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is asking the state for $4.5 billion to help him cope with the migrant crisis. The NYPD commissioner describes what's happening right now as a migrant crime wave washing over the city and New Yorkers are paying for it with not only their safety but also their pocketbooks. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is now asking the state to split 50-50 the cost of the migrant crisis. Correspondent Nate Foy, meantime seven illegal immigrants were indicted today by a New York City grand jury for the vicious assault on two cops in Times Square last week. Manhattan DA Alvin Brand. This assault, as it did to many of you, sickened me uh, and outraged me. Others accused in the beating fled the state after being released by the Manhattan DA. Police in suburban Philadelphia combing through the charred remains of a home that was set afire last night. Two cops were shot as the blaze broke out. Up to six others may have perished in the flames. Just like a barrage of bullets and um, then you just seen cops coming from all over the place and then shortly thereafter then you saw the fire. Authorities were responding to reports that a 14-year-old girl inside the home had been shot. Both of the officers are expected to recover. Secretary of State Blinken has left the Middle East, failing to reach a deal on a Gaza ceasefire that would have included the release of hostages. Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu says Hamas cannot be trusted to keep its word. Peace and security require total victory over Hamas. We cannot accept anything else. Hamas was calling for a 135-day ceasefire and withdrawal of Israeli troops from Gaza in exchange for the release of the hostages. Israel says more than a fifth of the hostages that were held in Gaza are no longer alive. Last year, 115 million of us watched the Super Bowl. This year, 200 million will tune in. Bree Tennis has a preview. Even if you don't like football, there's the halftime show and the commercials, which can sometimes be be better than the game. It's also the second largest food consumption day in the U.S. behind Thanksgiving. But why on a Sunday? The NFL says it all comes down to ratings. There have been failed petitions to change the day, but the NFL won't budge. And calling in sick the Monday after? Not unique. More than 18 million will do that. I'm Bree Tennis. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, a closer look at those Super Bowl commercials. Also ahead, we'll preview a massive Donald Trump rally in Pennsylvania tomorrow. And what a special election in New York next week may say about the race for president. Here is your family life weather forecast. For tonight, mild for the season, mostly cloudy, a shower in spots, low temps, 30s and low 40s. Tomorrow, very mild, clouds, limited breaks of sunshine, high temps in the 50s. Stays quite mild Saturday, but cloudy with rain at times, especially midday into the evening. The high on Saturday, back in the 50s. All right, Kevin, our spring fling had golf courses unusually busy today. These golfers couldn't believe their good fortune, with temperatures hovering about 20 degrees above normal today. Uh, first time I've ever played in February on this course. 
and I've been playing since 1985. It's fantastic. It's February and I'm out here playing golf. It's it's hard to believe. Well, it is hard to believe, but don't get used to it. A return to reality comes Sunday and maybe some snow in the forecast next week. New York's Independent Redistricting Commission has until the end of this month to redraw the congressional map for the 2024 election. Redistricting is supposed to occur every 10 years. Now it looks like it's going to happen about every year until we get this thing uh, figured out. Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms expects more primary challenges as a result of the gerrymandering. I don't expect there will be a lot of major changes. Uh, too many major changes are made. I think we'll be right back in court, and I don't think that the Democrats would like to see another court-ordered map that could hurt them even deeper in the election year. We'll talk more about this important redistricting decision tomorrow during Capital Connection on the Noon Report. Next Tuesday's special election to replace ousted New York Congressman George Santos will have an immediate impact on the House of Representatives. It could also offer clues about the November presidential election. If Democrats can't flip a district that voted for Biden by eight points, how can they make the case that they, they're going to take back the majority in November? Political analyst David Wasserman says if Democrats can flip that seat... It would be a sign that Democrats down ballot are capable of running ahead of Joe Biden's approval rating, particularly if they are willing to take on their own party on immigration and crime. The special election for New York's third congressional district pits Republican nominee Mozzie Pillup against former Congressman Tom Swazi. Those two will debate the issues tonight. School enrollment will factor big time in how New York divvies up education dollars in the future. Governor Hochul says the school aid formula needs to reflect population trends. We spend more per student by far than anywhere else in our nation. And what we're also dealing with is declining population. Ken Gerardin with the Empire Center for Public Policy. If your school aid is going down in this budget, it's because your enrollment is going down. And the state shouldn't be paying for kids that don't exist. In Western New York alone, only 11 districts saw a net gain in students last year. 62 districts lost 5% or more of their student population. Governor Hochul says New York needs a baby boom of sorts. Natalie Migliori has our report. While announcing bolstered funds for New York's public college system, Hochul said one of the state's main challenges is the dwindling population of 18-year-olds. She says she knows this issue firsthand. I knew I came from a family of six kids and I only had two, and I only have one grandkid. <laughs> Just, <laughs> so let's increase the population, okay? Come on, do your jobs, everybody. <laughs> the first mother of New York State became a first-time grandmother in May of 2022. I'm Natalie Migliori, New York. Legal Eagles are taking stock of that landmark ruling in Michigan to charge the mother of a student who killed four of his class at school. This is the first time ever that a parent has been held criminally responsible in a case like this. Western New York defense attorney Paul Cambria. To find a parent responsible for an in intentional act by their child is definitely a groundbreaking theory. Erie County DA John Flynn says it's unfair, though, to compare this case to the Topps supermarket massacre. Everyone had a warning here based upon this kid's actions 
and words. You never had that on top. In this case, the jury ruled that Jennifer Crumley knew her son was going to commit a crime and even bought him the weapon used in that crime four days earlier. She faces up to 15 years in prison. Former President Trump is headlining a massive gun rights rally in Harrisburg tomorrow. Polls show him running neck and neck with President Biden in the Keystone State. Michael Gere at the Pennsylvania Family Institute says a lot has changed in the Commonwealth since Trump won Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania in 2016. The big difference from 2016 to today in Pennsylvania is the early mail-in voting. Polls don't elect anyone. It's votes that do. And a lot of it's going to have to do with who is able to turn out the early vote here in Pennsylvania. Tens of thousands expected at the gun rights rally on Friday, sponsored by the National Rifle Association. Sunday's Super Bowl expected to be the most watched in television history. A big reason for that, of course, are the commercials. Advertisers paying $7 million for 30 seconds of airtime this year. It is this holiday that centers around a television show. It's really three shows now. It's the game itself, it's the halftime show, and Madison Avenue has convinced us in an incredible sleight of hand that we should care about the commercials as well. Dr. Bob Thompson is a professor of pop culture at Syracuse University. There was that period where everybody, you know, the, the joke was you go to the bathroom during the game now, not during the uh, commercials. Dr. Bob Thompson, the director of the Center for Television and Popular Culture at Syracuse University. You're plugged into the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Many consumers buy items they can't afford by taking the bait offered in a financial trap known as deferred interest. Hi, I'm Rob West with a Faith and Finance Minute. You've heard the pitch, buy now and pay no interest for six months or a year. Sounds like an easy way to get what you want and save on interest. But here's the trap. With deferred interest plans, if you don't pay off the entire balance by the time it's due, you'll owe every dime of back interest, maybe at 30% or more, even if you only owe a dollar. As many as 40% of people who are lured into these deals get caught not paying on time. They're shocked to learn how much they still owe. So avoid the deferred interest trap. Save up and pay with cash. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free FaithFi app. You'll find it on our website at faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, kite flying. But first this. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. A little taste of spring underway across our region. That taste will continue into the start of the weekend. But over the weekend, a cold front will arrive. That'll bring us some showers on Saturday, noticeably chillier air on Sunday. And then I'll tee up the next weather maker, a mid-Atlantic east coastal storm system that promises snow for the area, at least parts of our region, early next week. Big deal, little deal, too early to say, but something certainly to watch. No question in our minds that winter does make a comeback next week. But for tonight, mild for the season, mostly cloudy, a shower in spots, low temps, 30s and low 40s. For tomorrow, very mild, clouds, limited breaks of sunshine, high temps in the 50s. Stays quite mild Saturday, but cloudy with rain at times, especially midday into the evening. The high on Saturday, back in the 50s. All right, Kevin, thank you. And finally, at 5, if you need a reason to get outside today other than the great weather of late, well, here's one. Let's go fly a kite.
It is National Kite Flying Day, don't you know? Family Life's Brian Query says the history of kite flying goes back a ways. One of the earliest recorded instances of kites is in the 13th century when Italian explorer Marco Polo brought a kite back to Italy from China. Ben Franklin used a kite to demonstrate the electrical nature of lightning. And we may not get that ambitious, but while there are sunny skies and warmer temperatures, why not get outside and fly a kite today? Find an open field, start running, and let your creations fly. Brian Query, Family Life News. Thank you, Brian. And just like that, we are out of time. That's the world we live in. Thursday, February 8th. I'm Bob Price. Family Life News. Thank you for listening to this Family Life News podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.